1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard on yet another big night of Scottish football. Rangers are out to stretch their lead at the top again when they welcome St Johnston. Two massive games underway in the bottom six with Motherwell hosting Dundee United and Hamilton Ackies taking on Ross County. Celtic were among the big winners last night with a 4-0 victory against managerless Kilmarnock. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight is Gary Holt and Andy Halliday. Yep, we've got three big games in the SPL tonight. Huge game at the bottom of the table between Hamilton and Ross County and a game that I'm sure that you've got a, another firm eye on between Motherwell and Dundee United. Rangers, can they extend the lead again to 23 points and keep this unbeaten run going? And then last night's game, Celtic, certainly their most convincing and, and dominant uh, win for a long, long time. Hibs get back to three points and Livingston, mm. when will that remarkable run end? I mean, you're right, it's funny, I just can't believe my luck because last Wednesday night I let you choose the game for the studio and you chose the Motherwell game This <laughs> week we let Gary Holt choose and, and he chose the Motherwell game It just so happens that, that it's on in the studio again, Gary Yeah, no, I'd rather say no comment but um, I, I suppose it's, it's it's good, you've got it on It's uh, Hopefully you'll get a good night tonight, uh, Gordon because uh, I know that you're striving for some wins So, um, But like Andy said, I think tonight these two games, the early kickoffs are going to be... Uh, Nip and tuck and it might be one goal And each game is going to decide I don't see them being open expansive Because three points now is is imperative for both sides 01419511025 Give us a call, let us know what's on your mind How are you two getting on Andy Halliday? You'll be keeping an eye on the big game in the Championship tonight of course To see what it means for you and your Hearts team As you push for promotion Yeah, two teams that are running about, uh, run about us Ray Rovers have got a couple of games in hand And if they win that they're in a good position in the league But Two teams that we've we've lost to this year. Two good teams. Uh, Rafe especially um, impressed me with our with our style of play and identity under John McGlynn. So it's going to be a big game, and I'll have one eye on that fixture tonight as well. And Gary Holt, we're just happy to put you to work because I wonder what being the sporting director of a team that isn't able to play football at the moment entails. Have you been quiet? Uh, no, I've been busy. I've been very busy. Um, lots of Zoom calls, lots of planning and uh, getting things done, profiling um, and looking how we can make things better and for the players and, and for the staff at the club to, to get us where we want to get to. Yeah. Um, but it has been, has been challenging because we don't have games. We don't have the players in training. So... Um, it's trying to keep everyone upbeat and hopefully come back and hit the ground running. Yeah, on a serious note, are you optimistic that Leagues One and Two can get back up and running soon? <laughs> I, I hope so. I hope so. We, I think everyone in League One and League Two wants to see football on. Uh, we've come up with a proposal to, 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 to get that and to get it going because um, we want the leagues finished. We want. Um, I think we, everybody wants promotion and relegation on merit. Uh, not the season finishing early or getting curtailed or whatever they decide. I think we can work a way of of getting the games in. Right, big games last night, big games tonight. So let us know what's on your mind. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. It should be quite self-explanatory. If your team played last night, what did you make of it? And if your team's playing tonight, what are you expecting? Give us a call or send us a tweet if you want. But of course. We would rather speak to you on the phone. Still goalless in the two games that have kicked off at six o'clock. Let's go to Ibrox ahead of kickoff between Rangers and St Johnston. Here's Andrew McLean. 
Yeah, Rangers looking to extend that lead in the Premiership back to 23 points, but they'll be without Alfredo Morelos. Of course, he starts his three-game ban tonight, and that'll give Steven Gerrard an interesting choice up top. You'd expect Ryan Kent to stay in that front three, but will we see Kamar Roof and Cedric Ittens start together as well, or potentially a return to the starting eleven for Yanis Hadji, who's impressed in the last couple of months with some of his performances? Maybe this one's a bit less likely, but does Scott Wright come straight in from the start after joining the club on Monday? A few different options for the Rangers boss to consider tonight. As for their opponents, St Johnston, they're unbeaten in their last seven. I saw them at the weekend against Kilmarnock and despite being 2-0 down at half-time, they dominated that game really and deservedly came away with all three points in the end. They've had three points against St Mirren recently as well. A Hibs, a win against Hibs to get them to the League Cup final as well. So plenty for them to be happy about. Stephen Gerrard yesterday praising their style of play as well. So it should be a good one tonight at Ibrox. I'll bring you full team news as soon as I get it. Rangers fans, there's one to kick you off. Pick your front three tonight then. Who's it going to be? Because there's no Alfredo Morelos. He starts his suspension. Scott Wright has been signed, of course, during this window. So Kent, Defoe, Eaton, Roof, Hadji, Wright, anyone else that I've not mentioned, pick your front three out of those. Who would you go for? Who would you like to see start tonight? 01419511025. That'll kick us off. Uh, Andy Halliday, what would your prediction be on that front? Uh... I think Yanis Adji will come back into the team. I think he was he was uh, he was unfortunate to lose his place against Hibs at Easter Road last week. I think the week before it was his um, it was his best performance for a long long time, and he's starting to show that consistency. And he's he's always had numbers in his games. Uh, you know, you look at the numbers he's already racked up this season with a lot fewer starts than, than other members of the front three. And I, I fully expect to see him come back into the starting lineup, and I'll go Hadji, Roof, Kent. With Scott Wright to make a late appearance. Is this the difference now, Gary? There used to be a time because this is not the first Alfredo Morelos suspension that we've experienced, but there was always a time of how a Ranger going to replace him, and it's a huge blow. Whereas you, you get the feeling now that it, there are clearly options there that can come in. Definitely, and I think uh, we've talked talked about it before, Gordon. Is this season especially? I think the goals have been spread about, and that's probably pleasing for the Rangers management team and and even the players it's, they're not solely reliant on Alfredo playing and scoring goals so they have options <laughs> the, the the thing is they've got quality options now you look at it and every single one wants to be playing and every single one coming on and, and, and contributing as a threat uh, for me I think it might be a good one for Scott Wright to maybe start at home the, the situation they're in it, it bleeds them into the team and gives them an opportunity to go and play it, it's not going away from home and a tougher a tougher kind of atmosphere or a tougher ground to go and get your teeth into it so it, they might just throw one in and, th- and throw them and say right go and play and go and show us what you can do Right Rangers fans pick your front three then you've heard from Gary and Andy let's bring in Mark who is calling from Port Glasgow tonight how's it going Mark? How you doing boys? Hope you're all well and safe Yeah, Can't complain at all Kick us off with that then Mark The front three Who are you going for in the absence of Morelos? I'm going to go with Ruth mate That's the only change Kent And I think he'll change it From Aribo to Hadji tonight mm. I think that that's what he'll do um, I was saying to Andy on the, the producer there I was just You know Praising Rangers in a sense of I don't think they're rest, resting on the laurels what I think has been absolutely fantastic from Ross Wilson James Bisgrove the guys all behind the scenes I think the fact they've went and got Jack Simpson who was who was rated down there as a young, a young player um, also getting, getting the guy in pre-contract as well the and damn I'm, going to, I'm not going to mention his name can't pronounce it is it Offerbore? Right, yep. um, and, then, and then getting Scott Wright and Jack Jack Simpson in 
now. I think that's them already building the, you know, the building blocks of next season, making the Champions League. So they're not resting, resting their laurels. I think it's great business. I think these guys will sell on values. Um, I think I'm very happy with Rangers on the pitch, but I'm, I'm extremely happy with guys mm. off the pitch. Off I think the business and the model and the, the, the way they're going about things on off the pitch is absolutely fantastic. They're just not, you know, standing still. They're continuing to build, and that's them starting to build for next season, guys. I'd like to hear what you, you know, your sort of answers on that. Andy, what do you think from? Having worked with those people up close and personal, and and now also having perhaps watched from a bit more of a distance. Yeah, I, I mean, taking uh, these two instances, I think it's really shrewd business. I think they've they've looked at it and think that they can bring in Jack Simpson and Scott Wright just now when they have got a comfortable lead at the the top of the table. They can afford to make, you know, slightly a, a few more changes, especially with the the Europa League campaign continuing in a couple of weeks, and and it'll be good for these players to come in and get familiar uh, with the surroundings and. And get prepared for for what's going to be a tough um, challenge. Or I, I say challenge to to def- defend what they ultimately they're going to be league champions at the end of the year. So, I think it's really stood business. It's a market that they've they've tapped into a couple of times. You look at Joe Aribo, uh, getting them on a a pre contract for Charlton. So, yeah, I, I fully agree with Mark. I think it's a, it's an excellent piece of business to get them down uh, done just now. And and uh, Scott Wright, obviously, the the potential to make his debut tonight as well. Gary. You're now obviously in the sporting director role and having had the manager's hat on as well. Is it a nice feeling to be able to recruit in January? I'm not saying with no pressure because you're always going to be judged on your signings, but that you don't necessarily need them to hit the ground running straight away given the position Rangers are in. Oh, it's massive. It's massive. It's something we we looked at at Livy when how, how, how safe can you get? In the league So you're planning So you've got plan A Plan B Plan C And if, if you're comfortable And you know what you're going to be in You know you're going to be in The Premier League The next season For us it was So could you go and do The pre-contracts Knowing that you don't need the players Allah, We've spoke about Lyndon Dykes We, we signed him in the January But we left a, We did a deal Queen of South Could keep on to end the season Because we didn't need them At that point mm-hmm. So it gives you a massive Advantage over the others Because If you can get your recruitment done You can get some players in That you know are going to be six, seven, eight months and settling in and, and giving that time um, or ones that you can sign and do a deal and, and leave them at the clubs they're at so they're getting game time. Um, it's not a risk. It's But that's only come from what Rangers have managed to do week in, week out to get to the position they're in that they can now afford to go and do that pre-planning yeah. and, and put things in place. And the Rangers' recent rise and Celtic's recent fall... Is due to a number of things it, it, It'll never be about one thing There's so many different aspects But how, how important has recruitment been Within that for Rangers then? Yeah I don't really think Rangers have uh, Put a foot wrong recruitment wise Since since Mark Wilson's been in charge Ross. I think If Mark Wilson was in charge Then <laughs> I don't know how me. it's going to go But yeah certainly since Ross Wilson's been in charge I think you know you look at the three The three signings they made in the, the January transfer window it's a trend now but they're, mm. they're trying to look at players that are that are a good age that haven't quite reached their full potential but they're selling value there and uh, you know looking across the road you know Celtic's um, you know the, the recruitments came under quite a bit of fire but you look at what they've done with Jeremy Frimpong I think Rangers are trying to replicate stuff like that where, where they can bring in these players for, for the market down in England whether it's uh, you know on a cheaper on a pre-contract and, mm. and eventually get them to do, do the job for Rangers and then sell them on so yeah, I touched on you know the likes of Joe Aribo, Glenn Kamara, uh, Leon Balogun coming in when 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 Nico Katic got his injury. So, 
Yeah, the, the, the recruitment's been a big part of the success this season. What's the feeling on match day at the moment, Mark? Is it a case of just you know, ticking them off and hoping you get over the line as soon as possible? Do you, do you, do you Are there any nerves with a game like this one at home to St Johnson? Personally, obviously, you know, I know, I know we'd, uh, I don't particularly think we've been playing well, you know, probably for the last nine to 11 weeks, eh, Gordon? But what, what, what I did notice after the, the Ross County game, I did expect it, I, I hope we kicked on from that. But I think, you know, like, like tonight, I'm excited. I feel, you know, if we can go in there and play even half as good as we played against St. Johnson, eh, sorry, eh, Ross County. I think we could, you know, get a comfortable three or four nothing. We've definitely got the players that can cause hassle. Um, but as I said, mate, I, I'm very excited. Um, I, I've said since I've said since second of January. Uh, you know, amongst my friends who I've got both on both sides, I said then the league was over, and I know that's pretty. You know, people were all going, "Oh, Mark, Mark, you know, come on, one game at a time." But I, I said. In the second of January, the league is over. They will not catch us. And what was going on that was their form, and they couldn't seem to string wins together. Obviously, it's well documented about the the troubles they're having with their manager um, and some of the playing staff that want to be here over there. But you know what I concentrate on, Gordon uh, Andy as well. You've been there, mate. You, you know what the dressing rooms like. Yes, we still tick off every single game. What what my next target would be if I was Stephen Gerrard? I'd be saying to them, the guys, right, let's get us invincibles. You know, season, let's get an unbeaten season and beat the 106 points that the other side got. That would be my sort of drive to lift the players and say, right, the league's over, yeah, but let's go and, you know, break a few more records. All right, Mark, thank you very much. We'll leave it there. That was Mark in Port Glasgow. Hopefully we'll speak to you soon. Darren. Is also a Rangers fan on the line Same question to you Darren To kick us off With no Alfredo Morelos And a new arrival In Scott Wright Who's your front three tonight? Um, good evening panel Hope you're all well Good um, thank you evening, Andy. Um, I just go with my front three um, Kent, Atten and Ruth um, I certainly think Second half will bring on uh, Scott Wright um, Obviously in the second half um, I'd, I'd like to see him Obviously in that starting 11 as well Obviously coming on Second half like to see him on. Yeah, and Cedric Eaton, not the starts are few and far between, but then of course he comes on and has a pretty good impact at times and but then that never really seems to trigger a run of games because of the, the, the options I guess in the competition there. Yeah, I think it's been difficult for him, uh most likely because of the form of the, the people that have been playing ahead of him, but he's he's came up with some big goals, you know. He's uh, he came on late and got the equaliser against Motherwell a few weeks ago to keep that unbeaten run going and and when he has played, like you said, he's, he starts a few and far between, so it's it's probably difficult for him to get a you know a run in the team and get his his full match sharpness. But when he's when he's played, he's done okay. Uh, so it might be an opportunity for him to come into the team. But uh, I, I just expect Yanis Hadji to to be the one to get the nod. Like I said, I, I thought he was really unfortunate to to drop out the team um, last week, and I feel like uh, I, f- I fully suspect him to come back in uh, into the fold. But yeah, said uh, there might be there might be game time for him there, but. Uh, yeah, but I think Riffin Riffin Hadji will be the two changes. Hamilton won Ross County nil. What a massive game that is at the bottom, and the Ackies have taken the lead. It's a Stephen Kelly own goal, but Hamilton won't care how it came about. Brian Rice's side are in front up against the man he knows well in John Hughes, of course. Uh, Gary, this feels like maybe there isn't an answer to this question because no one's managed it. But what what, what is the what are you trying to do to go and 
get something from Rangers at Ibrox. I mean, we saw Motherwell who are on the TV at the moment go like extremely defensive and and almost do something that they got a lead and they think it was about 70 odd minutes. Other than that, we've seen different teams try different things and ultimately Rangers have found a way at home. Um, that that's, that's a million dollar question at the moment. Um, I think you've got to have a game plan and stick to the game plan. I think Motherwell, you saw when they went there, they got the goal. They they kind of held out and held out to about the seventy sixth minute or seventy eighth minute, and then tired minds you switch off for a second, and it's in the net, and it, the game plan changes. So it's it's you're hoping Rangers have three or four having an off game. It's as simple as that. Three or four of them, the starting eleven, having an off game. You're all playing to the, the top of your game uh, You're causing a threat when you get a chance to get the ball It's not just lumping up the part and giving them it back um, I think you've got to have a game plan That when you're in possession, use it um, But let's let's not kid ourselves on gone If they turn up tonight and play um, They are better players They're a better squad um, And when they play to the best of their abilities You've seen this season uh, They'll win the games Big chance for Motherwell Scored the winner last week um, From a set piece It was a similar uh, header towards goal Seagrist making the save On this occasion Darren With your suggestion Earlier on About bringing Scott Wright on and, and getting him Some game time What do you make of that That signing And I suppose The business Overall in January um, The business Obviously with Scott Wright And obviously The other three um, Coming in I listened to um, Stephen Gerrard's Obviously test conference And you know he, He's quite Obviously sharp which, which I like about him And he's kind of You know Obviously get the transfers Obviously over the line um, Going on to Scott Wright um, Scott Wright said You know It's, it's another step um, And he thinks Obviously Rangers will obviously Show him that next step um, Obviously did that um, obviously fans were obviously on social media and you know what it's like obviously um, obviously asking why was he going here and they went well let's get my obviously I think Rangers has got what I need um, and, and I need to take the step up and go um, so yeah I'm not really forward to seeing him and hope, I, hope, hope we see him tonight on the park um, obviously I, I think we'll win it uh, 3-0 um, tonight and then I think we'll see him on to get obviously some game time because obviously I go with Gerard as well when, when he kind of said I'll ask him I'll do training with him um, and I'll ask him um, and if he wants to play he can be in the squad tomorrow night so um, so I think Gerard's obviously um, really want him to start as well, well Alright Darren we'll leave it there Thank you very much That was Darren in Cranhill 01419511025 Ackies are one up Still goalless Between Motherwell and Dundee United We're building up to kick off Rangers St Johnson What about a look back on last night Celtic back to winning ways A 4-0 victory against Kilmarnock One or two talking points Within the game as well We'll look back on that next So give us a call You are the voice of Scottish football Call 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Gary Holt and Andy Halliday are here Big games underway at the moment Hamilton 1 Ross County 0 What a huge result that could be Another big game in the bottom 6 Motherwell against Dundee United uh, Motherwell are passing up One or two decent chances Better than decent And uh, Gary Holt just seems to be Laughing at me Because I'm Obviously my expression <laughs> on my face is that As they go whizzing past the post every time There's a bit of an internal battle in here Producer Callum's a He's a Dundee United fan um, so either, either one of us is going to need to be in our best behaviour But on a serious note Gary Motherwell are, are passing up one or two decent chances uh, Like you said Gordon I think that was better than decent To be fair I think Tony will, will look back and think How's he missed um, I don't know how the ball actually ended up to him But he, he, nine times out of ten I think he'd score So it's, it's quite surprising when it didn't nestle in the back of the net But they, they seem to be coming into the game And, and being on top of this so far the last ten minutes So it's... Um, 
Honours to you at the moment Right, what about last night's action then? Let's start Rugby Park I'm sure Gary Holt will have one or two things to say About the home side Neil Lennon says he was right to have a go at his Celtic players You'll remember it at the weekend We played it out saying he's been let down by his players um, They did win 4-0 last night on the back of that And the manager's hoping that they can finally put a run together Oh, I got the reaction I wanted, you know, it was sort of total polar opposite of what we produced on Saturday. So, you know, people were criticising me for jagging the team, but they needed the jag, to be honest with you. And um, they got a great performance and a great result, and the body language, the attack and play, the concentration was so much better, and it's, you know, it's more like us, you know, so we have to, you know, build on that from here on in. You know, they've reacted very, very positively to what was been said, so that's a good thing. You know, from manager's point of view, that's very pleasing. So, yeah, we built, we, we go to the next game and uh, look to win and win well. Uh, Motherwell have taken the lead, Devante Cole, who's on a good goal-scoring run. It was certainly a poacher's finish, um, a bit scrappy, uh, but it's in the back of the net nevertheless. Right, Neil Lennon, Celtic fans, what did you make of the game last night? Kelly fans, interested observers, there was a lot of talking points, so pick up the phone. Neil Lennon said he got the reaction he wanted. Um, Gary was extremely strong stuff from him at the weekend. Whether last night's performance was anything to do with that or not, I, I, I don't know. What, what do you think? I think personal pride came into it. I think the players know that they've not been producing the levels they're at. Um, and it was an opportunity to go to a Kilmarnock uh, team at the moment who are low in confidence, not playing great. Um, but I think they were fortunate. I think the referee certainly... Give my helping hand with this a couple of the decisions. I knew you would say that with your Kelly hat on. I knew there was a couple of dodgy decisions, and even with my eyesight, offside uh, is offside. And was a penalty a penalty? I'm not. I'm not sure. Uh, I'd have to see it back numerous times from different angles to to say. But um, no, I th- he got a reaction. They they were crisper in their passing. They were moving uh, runners off the ball. Uh, it was everything that Celtic normally are, and he'll be delighted with that, as he said after the game. You'll never truly be able to tell Andy So it's up to guys like you to, to put across the theories You know Were Celtic just better last night Because they've got decent players And eventually it was going to click Or is that a reaction to what Neil Lennon said at the weekend Because people heard that Thought it was strong And said I, I don't know Can you can you get players back after a level of criticism like that? Yeah well I mean I don't know if the players have looked at his comments And thought You know it's a chance for them to go out and prove themselves And uh, improve they're going to try and turn their fortunes around But he said he got the reaction he's looking for. He's, he's been asking for a reaction for for a long, long time. So I think it would disappoint me with how long it's took for a for these these Celtic players to show their full full potential. Because I, like I said, I, I think it's by far and away their their, their best performance and, and most dominant one for a long, long time. And yeah, there was a couple of a talking points for me. The penalty's never a penalty. Uh, you know, there was an offside goal, but I don't ultimately I don't think it was going to change the outcome in the game. I think from the get go you could see. You know, just a quicker tempo, uh, tempo from uh, from Celtic has just a lot more, a lot more intensity in their play and and uh, tumble again. I I feel as if I've got to mention it. He's he's just been a he's been a bit of a revelation in the Celtic team and and again shown last night how much a, a big player he's going to be within the future. Right, there were loads of talking points. So join us on the phone if there's one you want to bring up. Give us a call. Uh, let's do a, a ve- let's do like a quick fire version of this. Right, Andy Halliday first. So. The penalty A Yeti no goes penalty. down No penalty No, no, right, no okay. chance I'll get you to elaborate on them later um, Where else Edward's goal Offside or not Certainly looks offside yeah Okay Chris Burke's over the line or not No Scott Brown Should he have been sent off or not No Okay Well elaborate on them later You can phone and test those answers if you want Gary Holt Same to you um, Penalty 
No Right okay You don't seem quite as sure um, Offside Ah it's offside Okay Chris Burke over the line Definitely nah. <laughs> <laughs> I think from, my, from my angle my telly it was, it was over the line Okay Scott Brown Should he have been sent off No Right okay We can elaborate on them With you on the phone Give us a call And let us know uh, Mick is a Celtic fan First up tonight What did you make of it Last night Mick Well it was a lot A lot lot better uh, I'm afraid it's just a too too little, too late. This is this is this is shocking that it's taken to this length of time to get a decent a decent game out of Celtic. And I think Neil Lennon did have every every right uh, right to to slag off his players because they've just not produced big name players and people that possibly want away. They've just they've just not produced for them. Now nine, nine times out of ten, when when before Celtic kick a ball, you look at a team sheet. And and me and other Celtic fans are looking at that team sheet and saying, "Oh, hi, that that looks good. That's that's a team that should beat St Mirren or Kamana or whatever, you know." Uh, and then and then they go out and 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 they just don't do it. And then and then the the Celtic fans are on creating absolute murder, you know. That, that's Lennon's fault, you know. But before they get the ball was kicked, every fan would be saying, "That's a good good looking team there, Edward and." Mm. McGregor and all them, you know, all 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 the players you would put in as your as your first choice. So before the game, they're all you know the fans are all, are all for that. Yes, that's a good pick. And then when they don't do it, they're they want to sack Lennon. Now I was on last week, and after I hung up, one one of you said, uh, "Well, that's obviously a, a Lennon fan." Well, actually, I, I'm not particularly. I'm just uh, I'm, I'm more kind of. Common sense, as in people are automatically blaming him, which he has got at least fifty percent of the blame because he's not man managed him. He's not managed to galvanise. Yeah, I think that that is obviously valid, Mick. Right? I don't think anyone could put it all at one person's door. Clearly, players need to take it. You know, level of accountability, recruitment staff, further up the chain, fine. But but when you talk about you know kind of backing Neil Lennon. Even though you want to, do you still think that's possible? When you look at the way things are now, when you look at the comments he makes at the weekend, when you look at how just how far it's gone with a large number of your fellow fans, is that possible? Is is there any pulling this back for Neil Lennon? No, not at all. I'm not for a minute backing him to stay. And I, I, I realise that like every other Celtic fan, yes, he, he has to go one hundred percent. But for every every bad result. It's only the one person that's getting crucified for it. And regarding, could, could I mention the managerial situation? Go for it. Just let me quickly tell you, Motherwell are now 2-0 up. Chris Long, if the first one was scrappy, Gary Holt, this one certainly wasn't. I was exceptional. Great build-up play. And it was Motherwell of old. Uh, win the ball back, break really quick. Great intricate play and an extremely good finish. Uh, right, sorry, on you go, Mick. Your other point about the manager. Ah, the man- manager, manager situation. Right, okay. Obviously, Neil Neil Lennon has to go, and people are screaming, "How come he's still there?" And to me, to my way of thinking, it's perfectly obvious how come he's still there. Celtic have not managed at this point to attract a good enough name to take over that poison chalice, and and recently, the rumours are now flying that the book is favourite. Is John Kennedy? John Kennedy. I mean, that is ridiculous. He's he's been there that whole time. So why why would they do do that? They're only doing that 
for the sake of, OK, we, we, we're going to have to get rid of Neil Lennon. But the reason they haven't up to now is because they've not attracted a big-name manager that's willing to take over. As soon as, as soon as they've got somebody that's going to say yes, aye, let Lennon about in a shot, you know. But meanwhile, until, until that's happening... He's kind of hung out there to dry. He deserves the criticism for for not producing the results. He deserves at least 50, 50%, maybe 60% of that. But the players have to take mm. some of the blame and all. Yeah, I think most people would, would agree with that, Andy. There's obviously, if player performance level drops, you can't blame it all on... On a manager, surely. But yeah, and I don't, I don't think that's been the case. To be honest, I think we've spoken about that a number of times on the show. That you know, for the the quality that Celtic have got, the amount of basic errors they've made, especially defensively, and some of the goals they've conceded. Uh, you know, we've mentioned that a few times. Look very, very vulnerable. We, you know, we cross balls into the box, and and uh, obviously the goalkeeper uh, situation as well. So I don't think that uh, I've certainly seen. The majority of the blame being put on Neil Lennon. Uh, you know, I, I think there's been a number of reasons why Celtic have had the season they've had. Uh, but ultimately, he's the manager and he's going to be carrying the can for it. Uh, in terms of, you know, if John Kennedy is going to be the man to take them forward, who knows? But I certainly don't think that that will be a decision that will appease any Celtic fan because, you know, they they're being linked with with some of the uh, the bigger names, the Eddie Howes, the you know the Rafa Benitez, if if you're going to believe it. And I don't think that. I don't. I don't know if that decision will be will be met by a, a lot of joy within the Celtic fans. Gary, Celtic situation is now so so big, so dramatic that, in a strange way, whilst of course it it was important in some respects to get back to winning ways, you're starting to get the impression that that win, lose or draw at the moment, it doesn't necessarily have a direct impact for Neil Lennon. It feels like that is is about something else. What, what, whatever it is that the club are thinking, Mick's got his theory. Whether it's about waiting or or whether. Whether he is the man to, to carry on, no one seems to really be sure. You know, managers often live on a week to week basis, is the point I'm trying to make, whereas that doesn't seem to be the case at the moment. No, but I, I think we talked, touched on it before, Gordon, um, when I, I did the game at Celtic Park yeah. against uh, Livingston. There needs to be direction from above. And obviously, Peter's now going to be retiring, the new guys coming in, but they need a direction whether, and they need to come out and say, we're going to back Neil and give him the opportunity to turn it around. Uh, and rebuild Or Come out and say What they're going to do Because um, like you said It seems to be The wee bit of limbo um, There's unrest Obviously amongst the fans With the The board And the, and, and the management team So If there's not a clear direction Given to them Then it's, it's Like you said It's just a wee bit of the unknown Okay thank you very much Mick And Avi Moore 01419511025 Still 1-0 Hamilton 2-0 Motherwell I thought we'd have a Rangers team By now I must admit But not quite So I'd imagine that will be here in the next couple of minutes uh, Stay tuned for that one uh, Let's bring in Martin Who is a Celtic fan from Coatbridge What do you make of last night Martin? How you doing pal? Alright? Good, how are you? Yeah, uh, I'm good mate Hi. No, We had a good performance last night uh, I definitely feel uh, With Scott Brown coming back in that's definitely improved. That, that improved the team. I, I mean, I know, unfortunately, Scott's coming to the, the end of his career. Father Time's caught up with him. Uh, but I feel, I mean, when I'm looking at that midfield and I'm looking at games gone by, guys like Sorrow, Sorrow's too late for my liking. I, I mean, I feel like he knocked about too, too much with St. Mirren. Um, when a Scott came in last night, there was no way he was going to be getting knocked about. Um, guys like McGregor, McGregor's not a captain. You know what I mean? For sure. You know what I mean? He's not going to be another Scott Brown. 
even like Turnbull, these are the better players as well. I mean, Turnbull holds on to the ball too long for my liking. But Scott, uh, for the last nine years, ten years, has been the driving force for Celtic, and he's been the glue, really. That's why we've won nine in a row, and the quadruple treble, and the Invincibles. Um, I can't speak highly enough for Scott, you know what I mean? So you think he's still definitely a better option than, than say, Sorrow Martin? Because I, I take the point, obviously Celtic won last night, and he played... They lost at the weekend and, and Sorrow played But I feel like most Celtic fans who come on this show Towards the tail end of the year Even the Rangers game which was a good performance Granted the result didn't go their way Felt that, that, that Sorrow being in the team was now the better option But you don't agree? I, I don't agree mate Sorrow's a good uh, Sorrow's, sorry. Sorrow's a, is a good little player I just feel it's too late You know what I mean? I don't think he dominates that midfield The way Scott does Scott Brown's dominated, I mean, probably 90% of the matches he's played. I mean, he's a total, absolute total leader. He's been a great captain. I mean, he's going to be the second best captain in Celtic's history after Big Billy. I mean, Neil, you know what I mean? Um, and I would, I mean, if you're looking at that, if you're looking at an, an, an all-time um, all great Celtic 11, I mean, in my opinion, I would need to put Scott Brown in there. Would be some good competition for that position, I would imagine. I get it's difficult, Gary, because yeah, obviously last night it worked because they won. Um, but over over a bigger period, I don't know what he has. Sorrow, not has he not done enough yet to to prove that he can go in there? Is Scott Brown still the best option? No, the th the thing is, you're always going to compare players to Scott Brown. That's the thing because Scott's been there for so long now. He's had such a lasting impact that he's going to have. Same as. The, the the Lisbon Lions and Billy McNeil and, and people like that that you're always comparing them against them. So until somebody comes in where it sorrow gets a lengthy run and, and plays lots of games, then you can judge. But he's he's still making his name in the game. He's still learning his game. He's he's not played fifty games probably. So it's hard to say that uh, is he better than Scott Brown? Is he going to be better than Scott Brown? You'll not know until he's played, had a career. So um, he's done well in games, but he's also done. In games like the, the caller said there Where he looked a wee, bit, a, a wee bit lightweight But that comes from experience And playing the games And Scott Brown's got that in abundance And you almost could see last night That I'm going to stamp my authority in the game Like the, the way I do And uh, he certainly done that Throughout the whole 90, 90 odd minutes in the game Yeah I've got to follow that up What Gary's just said there I think when you've when you've got the legacy that Scott Brown's got at Celtic, you know you've got to be a you've got to be a big player and a special player to, to move him out the Celtic team. And if and if Sorrow's that one when he gets that chance, he's got to be he's he's got to be remarkable and he's got to be doing it for a, a consistent period of time. And we've had quite a number of our Celtic fans come on the show and say that they feel as if Scott Brown's time up and and Sorrow can be the one to replace him. But listen, it's it's not the first time that, that Scott Brown's been written off in his Celtic career and probably won't be the last. Uh, albeit he's not had his best season, but he's he's not been the only one. Uh, and I, I fully expect that, that Scott Brown's going to be a big part still uh, a Celtic mm. and Celtic's team moving forward Right, thanks to Martin Let's get that Rangers starting 11 We asked you at the top of the show to predict it To call it What would your front three be In the absence of Morelos And with the arrival of Scott Wright Andrew McLean has the answers Well Stephen Gerrard makes two changes To face St Johnston tonight Outdrop Glenn Kamara And the suspended Alfredo Morelos in come Yanis Hadji and Kemar Roof so it'll be Alan McGregor who starts in goal, the back four, James Tavernier Connor Goldson, Philip Hellander and Borna Barisic, the midfield three Stephen Davis, Ryan Jack and Joe Aribo with Ryan Kent and Yanis Hadji either side of Kemar Roof. Scott Wright is amongst the substitutes tonight, uh, the rest of them McLaughlin, Bassey, Balogun, Patterson Zungu, Kamar
Kamara, Stewart and Itton No St Johnson team yet But I'll bring you that shortly I think Halliday predicted that front three That just means that somebody told him I should have known that earlier on 01419511025 Rangers fans What do you make of that team? And we'll continue looking back on last night's action next 01419511025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Andy Halliday's here Gary Holt alongside him We are doing a couple of things at once We've got games on at the moment Big games in the bottom six Motherwell 2-0 up against Dundee United We'll give you a half-time report soon Hamilton still leading Ross County And of course one hour to kick off Rangers against St Johnson Rangers fans we just gave you the team So what do you make of it In fact Tam Since you're on the line I know this might not have been Your initial point But I'll just throw it on you What do you make of that Rangers team That we just brought you Happy enough Well yes I think it's a strong one So I don't see why We can't take away Three points tonight To be honest Is this the type of I mean, and It's not been reflected yet In the team lineup, Tam That's a pretty strong team But when you look at Potential debuts for Scott Wright And other guys being signed And the, the, you know the gap Being so big Do you think we might Kind of like from tonight on Start to see a bit more Fringe players given a chance Or youth given a chance That sort of thing Well that's what I've Phoned up to say Why not Just give their youth And reserve team A chance To see what they can Bring to the team That's just a wee quick question I wanted to ask yeah. Andy when when will that happen Because uh, I'm assuming it will At some stage Or Yeah is, or is, it, is, it, is it about doing it Earlier in games Rather than starting games That way yeah, I mean, you've got we've still got Rangers fans phoning up saying they want to go unbeaten. They want to get the league uh, title wrapped up as soon as possible. They've obviously got Europe come. That, that, I think that's you've got to realise when the European games start to come that yeah, there's going to be changes, but they need the players that are going to be playing fit and firing. So, you know, yeah, albeit I'd love I'd love the youth uh, youth boys at Rangers to start getting a chance and embedded into the team. But Steven Gerrard has done that um, over the past couple of years, and you know the likes of you know Kieran Dixon and and Leon King and Nathan Parts, and they've they've been running a bit the uh, the dressing, uh, dressing room and first team training pretty much all season I believe so yeah I, I do think there's going to be opportunities uh, for them to, to get embedded into the team and maybe get a, a couple of games from now to the end of the season but right now I think it's about you know, trying to get the job done as soon as possible There's always an air of predictability about the Rangers team these days anything that surprised you tonight? Uh, yeah, probably slightly that Glenn Kamara was the one that was get, um, get rested uh, I fully expected it to, to be Stephen Davis um just purely because the number of games he's played at his age, uh, but no, I've spoken about it f- before. Even you know, regardless of the changes the that Rangers are making, the the person that's coming in is doing the same job. So uh, I think that maybe Stephen Gerrard's got one eye on on Hamilton away at the weekend, and and maybe try to keep Stephen Davis off the Astro. I don't know, but that's probably the only mm. one that was maybe surprised me a little. Uh, Tam, I know you had some points about the games last night as well. Sorry, say that again. I know you had some points about the games last night. Well. I think um, the goal was offside. Edward's third goal was offside. Mm-hmm. If you look at an angle, you can see it was just off. It was kind of it was tight, yes, but it was off. You can see that. Yeah, I think both Scott the guys agreed with you. Was the, it was Scott. the tight? It was off. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, when you go. No, no, carry on. What was your next one? I'm I'm saying Scott Brown should have had a red card as well, and there shouldn't be a penalty. I don't think I was a penalty. Mm. Never. Right, Scott Brown. Um, the penalty. I think you both Yeah you, you said no The other thing though to, to balance that up Was Edouard denied a penalty In the first half? Yes I think you yeah. could say he was Alan um, Power challenge But I, I think Doyle did get a hand on him 
but was it enough mm. to get a penalty? I'm not sure, and that's where it's it's interpretations you're giving the you're giving the referee the the choice to to make. Right, so there was contact, but the question then is it is it enough contact to make a yeti go down? Yes, um, and you don't think so? No, I don't think so. But then again, you've put yourself in that situation to give the referee the chance to give a penalty, and I don't think he needed to be out there making that where the ball was going and where a, a, a yeti was going. Uh, right, listen, let's let's. Be perfectly honest here And hold their hands up A lot of these things Are drawn along team lines Right And I'm not surprised That Tam and, and many other Rangers fans Might want to make the point That Scott Brown Should have been sent off That doesn't mean That they're wrong though uh, You two do disagree Tam is adamant That Scott Brown Should have been sent off Andy Why is he wrong In your opinion You said earlier You didn't think so I just think he makes a I just try to think He gets his body in and, uh, and get in front of the ball Is it because it's Scott Brown His reputation uh, sort of gets the better of him sometimes maybe but let's be honest we've seen him do that action in the past uh, and be sent off but I don't think that was the same scenario as it was last night I don't think there was you know there was any malice intent to try to make you know direct contact I just think he tries to get his body in to shield the ball and, yeah, well, uh, that's like what you guys have over me or, or anyone phoning in is you, you've been exactly probably in, in those scenarios if you don't think that's a red card defence what is it that he's trying to do talk us through what He's trying to get his body in the way of the player to shield when the ball's coming. Right. And sometimes I think you can tell by a player's reaction as well. I think he didn't actually, he's put his hand up to get his body, but he didn't actually know Tishbola was there, really how close he was, because he actually turned in as if, oh, I've actually caught him. Um, I just don't think it was a, a sending off. And the thing is, Gordon, when you slow things down, they look worse. In slow motion, it looks worse. It looks like oh, he's oh, he's throwing an elbow. But seeing in normal playtime, I'd be adamant if how many people actually noticed it. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. Is it, how's how's the referee meant to see every little incident? How's it going to be that you don't have VAR? We don't have, uh, and I don't want VAR. I'm totally against it. Um, but I don't think you can just scrutinise it and just slow it down and say oh, he threw his he didn't throw his elbow. Um, he's he's been prone at times to to catch people, and he's, he he got done with it against Livingston recently. So, which I think was different to this one. I just think he was trying to put his arm up to shield the ball, and he's caught the boy in the, on on the chin. So, Andy, do you feel like that's a scenario that playing in that area of the pit you could easily find yourself in, where you try and yeah, put definitely. an arm across, and, and it happens to catch someone? Yeah, I mean, like Gary said, he's trying to shield himself for the ball. He's trying to get his arm up to protect himself and and put, uh, get a bit of distance between this ball and the ball and. Like I said, I don't think there was the, the the direct contact was. I don't think there was any malice intent in there. I don't think he thrust his elbow back into him. I just think it was, it was just unfortunate. And uh, like I said, I, I don't think because let's I don't be honest, red card. Th- these things are in sharper focus this week because Alfredo Morelos has had another ban. Rangers fans want consistency. They they feel like Morelos was right to be banned, but they want to make sure other people are being treated the same. Stephen Gerrard's made the point. I even noticed Rangers Twitter account mysteriously tweeting the word consistency after Scott Brown's incident last night. Coincidence or not, I'll leave that up to you guys. But 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 still, even with all that on our plate at the moment, you still you don't think it was a red. You don't think there's the same case to answer. No, no. I, I, listen, I don't disagree with Stephen Gerrard's comments. I do think that. No, Gary will say, say the same I think that managers and players all across the country that's that's what they look for in, mm-hmm. in referees is consistency but I don't think that Alfredo Morelos' situation is the same as Scott Brown's last night I totally agree with Andy I just think that sometimes we, we want to make a storm in a teacup mm-hmm. um, and like I said we don't. you, you look at it in normal, normal play in the game would you have noticed it? No you wouldn't have 
So you slow it down. Yes, it may be look a bit worse than it is, but you've got to take the context of where where the, where he was, what he was trying to do in the game. Um, but you're right, consistency is the one thing that we're all trying to get. We're all striving to get. And you 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 look, and I've just touched it there. You look down south, they brought VAR in to get this consistency, and all it does is cause hassle. So uh, I like the human element. Uh, of referees because it gives us something to talk about and that'll get you to arguing about something before the end of the show <laughs> 01419511025 let's get a half time report from Fir Park with Alison Conroy half time at Fir Park Motherwell 2 Dundee United 0 Motherwell with the best of the chances 2 goals and Dundee United have struggled to create very much so far Benjamin Seagrass to the great save early on tipping Bevis McGabby's effort over the bar before Tony Watt fired wide from the corner kick Devante Cole then made it 1-0 in 23rd minute a scrappy goal bundling it over the line from Barry Maguire's corner then 5 minutes later Chris Long made it 2-0 firing into the bottom corner from 20 yards then just before the break long again but he hit the side netting so all Motherwell so far they're 2-0 up full half time at Fir Park Motherwell 2 Dundee United 0 Gary we're keeping an eye on that game is that a fair reflection of the match? Um, very one-sided um, to, to be fair I think Dundee United started the first five minutes on top of the game but as soon as Motherwell got, got a foothold they've, they've actually kind of run riot at times and to be fair Seagrass has made a couple of saves Motherwell have missed a couple of glaring chances um, and I think fortunately it's only 2-0 because uh, it should be out of, out of sight to be honest you just open it Motherwell don't go in and then think that the job's done because uh, there's another 45 minutes as we know uh, Yeah in fact Motherwell felt like they were well on top in the game at, at Tannadice And Dundee United rescued something earlier in the season uh, Andy that the goal from Chris Long I suppose is, is credit to him And on the other hand it's possibly a reminder of Of what Motherwell fans have been wanting him to do more of this season Yep he's uh, you know he's showed in flashes that he's uh, He's got a lot of potential to be you know, a big player for Motherwell this year And you know I look at you know, Tony Watt, for example, he's probably arguably been Motherwell's best player uh, this year. And, you know, if, if he takes this chance that we're looking at again, I think Dundee United extremely lucky that it's only uh, it's only two 0 down. And you know, look at Dundee United; I think that's seven games without a win, and you know it's fast approaching that it's going to be it. Other big game at the bottom, the bottom two, Hamilton Ross County, and it's the hosts that have the lead. Is this another significant day where the Ackies pull something off and, and start off? Uh, a survival campaign They're one up at the break It was actually an own goal uh, From Stephen Kelly It was just slipped across the face At the second attempt um, Not sure if he could do too much about it Diverts it into his own net There wasn't much in it up until that point um, As you'd expect Ross County uh, Trying Fulton A shot straight at him from uh, Naismith as well uh, Brian Easton went into the book Just before the break But not not a great deal else Other than to tell you Hamilton won Ross County nil Which I think Takes us up nicely To time for this Beat the pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online The Scottish Sun.co.uk Slash football Honestly people People are starting to talk About Halliday's Unbeaten run On Beat the Pundit I mean this, I can't go anywhere without people stopping I can't go anywhere anyway So you know I'm making that bit up But seriously This guy's on impressive form Gary Holt Have you had the misfortune Of being in the Beat the Pundit hot seat yet? Um, n- uh, uh, no Right okay let's Hopefully see. tonight's the, the one then Let's see what tonight brings Do you genuinely feel Every week there's more and more pressure on you Than, oh, than the previous week 100% yeah, You've got people phoning in Saying that I need to start on minus one So I think that answers it Right 01419511025 Your chance to beat the pundit You'll take on Gary or Andy And if you beat them You win a sign ball It's that simple You need to step up to the plate Before 7 o'clock though So be quick Your chance to beat the pundit is next Tackle the headlines 
Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Right, Andy Halliday and Gary Holt are into the second hour of tonight's show Very busy midweek as always because we are reflecting on last night's games Kilmarnock Celtic, lots of talking points to get through So still more time for them, get your calls in We've got two big games that are about to kick off the second half Hamilton and Motherwell leading Ross County and Dundee United respectively There were other games last night of course Livingston, will they ever lose a game again? Who knows? Um, and an interesting game in Paisley Hibbs Running out winners in that one So lots more to come Building up to kick off between Rangers and St Johnston Let's do this first Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk slash football Right, it's beat the pundit time And I'm, I'm noticing that in a true sort of West of Scotland style Rather than being put off The lines were lighting up there With people who want to take on Halliday Want to, want to bring him down Want to put him in his place And end that unbeaten run It will all be down to the coin Which he's convinced that I rig To make land and tails every week But that's not true uh, We've got your namesake on the line though Another Andy is in Cowcaddens How's it going Andy? Yeah very well thanks How are you guys? Not bad at all Have you ever played before Andy? Um, I have actually I played a couple of years ago um, I'd been in a uh, works private side in Amsterdam I was absolutely let's say I was very tired and I, I came on the Monday and I, I actually beat you I beat you you Kevin so yeah I had I, I played before yeah that's not saying much though Andy is it no I'm not worried about him beating you um, but to be if fair you beat though, Roger then to be fair a man who can come back from a weekend in Amsterdam <laughs> and still win and beat the pundit Gary that's this type of steely determination we need <laughs> definitely on, on this competition I like how he said he was tired <laughs> that's definitely what he told his missus oh, I'm just tired just tired right heads it will be Andy against Gary Holt and tails it'll be Andy against Andy so let's see what we've got <laughs> look there's that double sided coin again I've it told you tails. there's nothing I can, it's, a, it's a standard two pence piece it is Andy against Andy so uh, here's the deal I'm going to make Andy Halliday listen to something way before his time yep okay he's given us the thumbs up Andy it was a few years ago you played so I'll refresh your memory 30 seconds on the clock you answer as many questions right as you can And if you don't know it, pass quickly And we will move on to the next one Are you ready? Yep, I am Right, good man, 30 seconds on the clock And your time starts now Who scored Celtic's fourth goal last night? Uh, a Yeti Name any of Greenock Morton's last three permanent managers Jim Duffy Who is the last Scottish player to finish a Scottish top flight season as top scorer? Pass Name the only SPFL side with a J in their name St Johnston How many Scottish club sides has Ryan Jack played for? Two Name any of the three Welsh players to appear in the Scottish Premiership this season Curtis Main Okay, let's bring Andy Halliday back Andy, can you hear us? Yep How are the nerves? Nah, I'm alright Oh, you're alright, okay <laughs> Tell that to your face <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sweating like a pig here, right 30 seconds on the clock, you ready? Yep who scored Celtic's fourth goal last night? Uh, yeah. Name any of Greenock Morton's last three permanent managers. Hopkirk. Who is the last Scottish player to finish a Scottish top flight season as top scorer? Pass. Name the only SPFL side with a J in their name. St Johnson. How many Scottish club sides has Ryan Jack played for so far? Two. Name any of the three Welsh players to appear in the Scottish Premiership this season. Pass. Which Scottish Premiership team did Bruce Anderson join on loan this week? Hamilton Who were the last side to beat Livingston quickly? Rangers Right okay 
Andy on the line How do you think that went? I think Mr Haldy's beaten me I think it was tight Gary Holt How would you have done yeah, Your pressure on of course Aye I'd done a wee bit better than Andy Think so? Mm. Right okay Let's find out in there, Who they? scored Celtic's fourth last night It was a Yeti So you both got that One all Name any of Greenock Morton's Last three permanent managers There's no way you're getting Hopkirk I don't know if that's Hopkin. I don't know if that's Hopkin, the, the cousin of David Hopkin Um or Jonathan Johansson or Ray McKinnon um, So none of you got that So it's still level Who is the last Scottish player to finish a Scottish top flight season James Forrest As top scorer I thought between the two of you You would have got it Because there's a there's an Andy Halliday There's a Rangers connection There's a Comanlet connection Chris Boyd Chris Boyd There we go The only SPFL side with a J in their name St Johnson Both got it How many club sides has Ryan Jack played for Aberdeen or Rangers 2 You both got it Means it's all going to come down To the last couple of questions Name any of the three Welsh players To appear in the Premiership this season Gary Holt Would you name any of them? Christian Doidge Ryan Hedges Or Ash Taylor So none of you got it Couldn't even tell you any of them Welsh And Andy That was your That was the end of the road for you um, so which Scottish Premiership side Did Bruce Anderson join alone this week I cannot believe Halliday's popped up With a last minute winner It was Hamilton He got the last one wrong St Mirren were the last the team mum. To beat Livy But it is a 4-3 victory for Halliday And the unbeaten run continues You pushed them all the way Andy Not quite enough Hard lines Well done Andy I'm lucky Andy um, I don't I don't suppose I could get A, a signed photo um, I've, got, I've got a mate in them face A big Andy Halliday fan Nah I've, no way No no I don't mind that's, does such a thing exist? Magical thing Yes he's a, Honestly This guy is I'm surprised he's not got a heart shares already Because he's such a big Andy Halley I'm, I'm not, not kidding you So I just want to know if this is a stitch up And this guy's a Celtic fan And he's about to oh, get a signed we'll picture see. of Andy we'll, Halley We'll make it work anyway Andy I'm gonna, I'll take the picture in here With the headphones <laughs> on For like the, 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 the authentic experience right? Wait till my face Goes a bit Calm down a, a bit, bit. Right 01419511025 Thank you To Andy Do you know what it is it's since, it's since Black Arthur's Made this league table know, now. So see So see Now it's actually A bit competitive That's Yeah He's, he's relentless He's relentless This guy Honestly I don't I have no idea Who Black Arthur is Honestly He's just tweeted me again to say the probability of Halliday winning four coin tosses in a row is six point two five percent. I don't even know if that's <laughs> By true. By the way, that's only have... that's only in two thousand twenty one. Have you if I've gone off the row? back of last year? I think that's about nine in a row, but I, I told you it's a double headed coin, so Right, well I don't know. Anyway, right, O one four one nine five one one oh two five. Last night's game, loads of incidents at Rugby Park. Give us your take on them. St. Mirren fans, Hibs fans, let's do that as well. And building up to kick off. Between Rangers and St Johnson Interestingly enough right, The, the good folks at Pie Sports Who provide our, our pies at the weekend um, I've just tweeted me a picture of a Mr Singh's Indian chicken Ambala pie Which sounds absolutely top draw right? But it reminded me Did you see the thing doing the rounds on social media today um, It's the boy from Carlisle with the curry Oh brilliant The man right, in the so, match Gary Holt's shaking his head Andy Haldy's seen it So apparently Carlisle give their man of the match a curry But like to eat there and then And this boy looks so unimpressed It's obviously He's been freezing Soaking He's just ran his socks off For 90 minutes And he's standing In a, a wee Pokey dressing room With a tray of chicken korma Just looking as if Like what, what am I doing here But it did get me thinking Right I want the inside track From you two Which club provides The best post-match Food in the league This is the inside info That people People come for 
No, no, you're, no I'm not talking Kelly Pies. You no, want, you, want hand a, down. you want everything to be about Kelly. No, that wins hands down. I'm talking about you players because you were given. That wasn't a post match, surely. Yeah, you're given <laughs> something, aren't you, as, as post match when you when you play. Yeah. So, what club gives you the best? I guess the best post match food. I'm not sure, but when I was at Middlesbrough, we used to get Domino's after games, and I was there for five years. So, see now, I could I could not touch a Domino's. I've don't think I've ate you're a Domino's. So, oh, just every week it was and. So uh, it's put me off Dominos for life So nothing stands out up here? You generally just get pizzas Is it? It's normally ah, is it is the standard is it isn't it? Aye, nine times out of ten aye um, <sighs> Try to think uh, So there's no more. club breaks that And goes for something a wee bit different It's hard at the moment Because you, you don't get moment, nothing at the moment you? So it's, it's hard to think back And look at after games So is that it? So the, the home club will just hook you up With a pizza or a yeah. tray of pasta It ranges they actually have chefs now For after games and, uh, you say now is that recent thing? Last year it started, I so they actually put on like a sort of live station and buffet section as well. So Ooh. there's a bit of a, a variety. So that is good. Uh, I'm just trying to think of any others off the top of my head. Listen, that, there can't. I thought there was going to be something good, but there obviously won't be if you can't remember. So oh, I'm so, I'm, I'm glad. I, <sighs> I thought you had. So I thought give you a good answer. Big inside info. That's what I was looking. You can get back to me, right? Between oh, well, in Norwich, it's similar to Andy. We had a we had a chef and. It was after games you went up to the the lounge and you you get fed and it was good food because it was a sit down meal so um, it certainly moved on for the the packed lunch you used to get and away you go and the Livy provide the Tony macaroni or is it something else at post match um, pre match was Tony Max right uh, obviously not at the moment uh-huh. um, and then post match we had food after the game I've I've already told you I've, my my takeaway a weeks after the the night of the game, so, oh, so that's all, I, that's all about, I look forward to. So you're after, not bothered about after, what you get in the stadium. No, you no. go. I just think of what my the road. my takeaway is going to be. To be fair, right, allow myself. This guy never stops talking about his Chinese takeaway on a Saturday. I I, I know it's, everything about it. I know the exact order. I know how much it costs. I know the phone number of the place that he gets it from. <laughs> <laughs> he never shuts up yeah. about it. it must be good. There's, there's two places though. There's two places oh, that I, I go, between. go between. One that I've went to all my life, and one that's. That got recommended to me maybe a month ago, and it was like a really rotational good, basis. Really right, uh, these are the these are the big questions everyone wants uh, wants answered. By the way, I think Hannah's threatened Roger. Hannah's on. He's he's calling for you to get moved on to minus one. No, on I, I told you I listened to his answers last night to the the full time teaser. He says it it's got. Impressive. He says it's got to be minus one if Andy starts sending out signed photos. There we go. Right, oh one four one nine five one. 1025, nothing else to tell you about in the second halves of the six o'clock games. Rangers fans, how are you feeling ahead of kickoff at Ibrox? Let's continue looking back on uh, last night. Uh, Mike is a Rangers fan from Shots, but he's got thoughts on last night. What have you got for us, Mike? Yeah, it was. I was listening last night, and the guy, Gordon, I'm not sure of his last name, <coughs> stated that he didn't want uh, VAR and said that the referee should decide at the time. Can I say that we need VAR for crucial decisions like sort of offsides and penalties, etc.? And two of them, which were given incorrectly last night. Uh, also, it was mentioned, or you mentioned, uh, should Scott Brown have been sent off? I never saw the incident. But for you to say this, there must have been a case for it. Given that, do you think the compliance officer, or in the absence of one, the SFA will look at it? Um, and if Scott Brown uh, was not booked, mm-hmm. so referee did not either see it or either ignored it. Yeah. Um, if it was critical enough for you to mention it, Surely it should at least be looked at And if they deem it wasn't That's fine Mm. What do you think? Uh, I I don't know what me mentioning it Has got to do with it If that's a wee dig To try and say that I wouldn't otherwise Mention a Scott Brown incident Then knock yourself out Mike But um, yeah you're right The process will Will kick in It will like you say um, 
The referee will be asked Did you see it? Did you see it all? Did you see the bit of it Which would have constituted the red card? If the referee says no Then the panel of three Former Category 1 referees Will look at it And They have to come to A unanimous Agreement And this is where it gets fun Because If the three man panel Was made up of Andy Halliday Gary Holt And someone else Then Scott Brown ain't getting done Because you both Don't think it was a red card That's That's right And that's the way It should be um, to go back to the caller's point there though you, you had VAR last night in the Man United game I don't think Martial's was a penalty and, and it got he, given yeah. and it got given so I don't want VAR I think it's just ruining the game um, let's get this the, the human element in the game that's why we have it that's why we love it so much that's why we all have we can stand here and talk about it um, as I said if they're just going to look at it, the, the clips on real time um, you wouldn't pick half the things up so as you said You slow anything down and The ones that you can clearly see Are blatant elbows Stamping, kicking out You don't need to slow it down Because you see it in real time See the thing is I feel like we'll always have The human element Andy It just depends where you move it So either the referee Makes the human judgement call Or whoever goes and looks at the VAR Makes the human judgement call Or in this case With Morelos and potentially Scott Brown It's your three former referees Who make that human judgement call So I'm not sure we're ever going to get the consistency that people think that, that we can achieve because you're always... How do you possibly take out the fact that you and I might look at the same incident and view it differently? How do you ever get around that? Yeah, I know. And, and But for me, I, I'm fully in the anti-VAR camp. I think that... I actually think it's brought more controversy. I think there's been a lot more chatter, like you said, hu- human element in terms of human opinion because a lot of it is down to opinion you know talking about the Marshall uh, penalty last night for me no penalty but it's not even just that it's the you know they say on average with, with VR decisions it takes over two minutes to come to a, to come to a conclusion surely that's no good for mm. the game I mean you get to a point where players are actually scared to celebrate after a goal you know in the hope uh, in the in the and the fact that a VR decision might overrule it and you see that you know the weight in the stadium it's for me listen I'm, I'm fully against it in an ideal world referees will, will get every decision right and we'll get the consistency we're after of course that's not going to happen human errors are a thing but uh, yeah, I, I really really hope that it, it doesn't come to we get VAR in Scotland they've clearly both got their their, their downsides Mike and, and I'm not sure we'll ever anyone will ever agree on it so take if we're looking at VAR versus retrospective you're saying we need VAR because it identifies things at the time and uh, it deals with those big incidents. Now, I know you're a Rangers fan and, and Alfredo Morelos has been very much in the, the headlines recently, hence why he's not playing tonight. I suppose, though, to go against what you're saying, if, if you if you had VAR, then Morelos would have been sent off at Easter Road the other night, wouldn't he? We wouldn't have, we wouldn't have had the retrospective I'm not thing. arguing against that, but so would quite a lot of other um, yeah. football players from various teams. I reckon it can be improved and I think the guys that's footballers that sat aside you will, will agree with me, that the way it can be improved, instead of leaving it to um, uh, somebody in a studio um, looking over it, tell the referee right away to go over to the monitor so that he can actually judge his own decision. And it could be done there and then. Um, it will take a couple of minutes to run to the side of the pitch, look at it and say, yeah, I've made the right decision, or no, I've no made the right decision. Because um, Edward's penalty last night, um, was um, not penalty. Um, well, both mm-hmm. Ed, Edward's goal and his penalty shouldn't have been, you know, shouldn't have mm-hmm. stood. But there was also one. Um, I think um, a goal that was choked off. Um, 
in, um, I think it was against Manchester United last night, um, because it was offside. I don't think it was offside. Um, I think it was a perfectly good goal at, uh, was it Southampton that scored? Well, um, this is the other thing that's, and we're, we're now kind of going off on a tangent, but it's definitely valid, is, well, offside's supposed to be black and white, so it's supposed to be you know pretty simple, and yet it, it, it's proven to be anything but. There's the other aspect, which is finances. We don't have it, so that's why we don't have VR at the moment. Um, I mean, Mike's saying, if they'd VR last night, Celtic wouldn't have got a penalty. But then they would have gone. Do you think they would have, they would have got one for Edward in the first half? They could have done. Yeah, that, that's the thing. It's it's interpretation. Mm-hmm. It's but the VAR down south is the guy in the studio watching that incident with Martial last night had to make it was a clear and obvious error the referee made. He's not looking mm-hmm. to see whether it's a penalty or not a penalty. It's to see if and if he thinks it's not, then he's got to back the referee. Okay, thank you very much, Mike. Lots of food for thought, and that's a debate that will rumble on and on. So. Keep in touch with us 01419511025 We've got William Who's a Rangers fan on the line Looking ahead to the game I've got a good full time teaser for you And We're going to speak To a well known name In Scottish football Who's been doing some Unbelievable work uh, For charity I'll tell you all about that next Taking your calls On Scottish football 01419511025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Gary Holt and Andy Halliday are here Still no advance on the half-time scores in the 6 o'clock games Motherwell 2-0 up uh, Hamilton Ackies 1-0 up against Ross County We are closing in on kick-off at Ibrooks, So Rangers fans, give us your thoughts on that one That's what William will do in just a second I've got this teaser for you tonight, right, from Eric um, It's a bit different because we're only looking for four answers uh, it's, an, um, it's an interesting one I'm, I think three of them are doable If you get the fourth one, pfft, I'll be forever impressed He wants to know Can you name since 1980 But I actually think we can cut that to 1990 Looking at some of the dates Right since 1990 Four players Have played for either Rangers Or Celtic Whose surname ends in a W It's a very simple question Can you believe there are only four Since 1980 1990 actually I think Four players have played for either Rangers Or Celtic Whose surname ends in in a W I'm telling you Three of them Doable One of them I've got one already Let's hear it Alan Gow Oh that's decent That's not the hard one though Oh well But it's, it's tricky enough Alan Gow Any that spring to mind Gary There only are four So you've got plenty of time Nope Okay right In a word right We'll get back to that Alan Gow Can you name the other three Rangers or Celtic players Since 1990 Whose surname ends In a W um, Oh Got another one You on again? Come on then Nicky Law Oh Nicky Law Well done Right okay You're like 50% of the way there We'll leave it We'll let you get back to it We're there We're here until the end of the show On that one Let's bring in William Who's a Rangers fan What are you thinking ahead of Tonight William Is is, is the pressure totally off these days? Uh, Hello uh, I forgot your name again uh. Andrew, Andrew Stevie, <laughs> Frankie, call me what you like. Listen, whatever you call me, I've been called worse, William. So just you pick one. Right, okay. It's about my fellow Rangers fans that started the show. Right, what are they going on about? We need to play our strongest team in every game. It's no time for fringe players or this guy and that. As Andy Halliday says, we need to get this league done as quick as quick as we can. We can't get complacent or play this guy or play that. We need to win this league. I don't care how many points we're in front. It's no bye till it's bye. You know what I mean, Gordon? 
We need to get this league done. I mean, listen, that is true, William. But the harsh reality of it is, is for a, for a game or two, Rangers can get complacent because the gap's so big. No, no, no way, Gordon. No, how can we get complacent? No, I mean, we can go on a run. We could lose games. You know, what I mean, we need to win every game. It's, there's no mm. time for it's no time for fringe players. A man with a guy in Planet Rangers would think this is a tricky game tonight. St Johnson, St Johnson are a decent run. They're, they're a good side. They'll be hard to beat. I mean, this is no a foregone conclusion. Mm. Of course it's not And of course Listen shock results happen In football Gary The gap is It is massive though I get, Of course you want to win every game I don't think anyone's doubting that But if you can't Allow yourself A little bit of breathing space To uh, the 3rd of February With that points gap Then you never will No definitely not I think the, the league's done um, And looking at the bench They've got And obviously Morella suspended It's not fringe players They're playing It's first team players It's a first team squad They've got um, and we were talking about it tonight Who's the front three out of the five players I think you mentioned Gordon So th- there's no fringe there uh, And Greg Stewart's on the bench uh, He walk into most other Premier League teams in Scotland So um, I fully believe that they'll win the game I think they've got a mentality of to go in and win in every game uh, No matter who comes in And I get the close point He, he wants he wants every game won And, and that's, that's what a fan wants But I think uh, at the moment with the changes that it does make Stephen um, The players know what their roles and responsibilities are William wants to know if he's the only fan on Planet Rangers Who thinks it's a tricky game tonight Andy Well they're coming up against the St Johnson team That's unbeaten in seven But you know Rangers are unbeaten for a for a lot, lot longer period than that So they're coming up against a, you know, a good side in good form But I mean we'd be, we'd be kidding ourselves on If you're not backing Rangers to go and win the game Especially if they hit the, the heights that they've done For the majority of the season But you know, like we touched on earlier, uh, St Johnson will be hoping that they catch Rangers on an off day and that, that you know, 11 other players come up and, and play their best, so you never know. I know what you're saying, William, right? I'm, I'm not for a second suggesting you start playing all the under-19s and you just take your foot off the gas, but would it not be would it not be silly of Rangers to not at least acknowledge that there might be room to plan for the future between now and, and the end of the season? Absolutely, Gordon. I, I, I disagree with Gary. I'd... I don't mean like fringe players. I mean like fringe players, like the new boy and and your basses and all that. I don't mean the fringe players. It's but obviously, Kamara is not a fringe player. I mean bringing these projects in. I don't want them. You know, I mean. It's but just, that's what I'm saying. When when is a better time than now to get them up to speed then, or to see what they've got, to the see if they can uh, can see if they've got a future. When the league's done. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. I asked a simple answer, a simple question, and he gave me a simple answer. I think for Stephen Gerrard as well, there's no room for sentiment. You know, he'll, he'll play these young boys if if they're deserving to be in the team. Uh, I think that's something that he's done uh, in his, his couple of years as Rangers manager very well. And like I said, I think there's three, four of them that have basically been training with the first team, you know, for the majority of the season, and they're there on merit. And uh, you know, if they keep continuing to work hard and improve and, and, and stand out and train, I've no doubt that he's you'll have no qualms in putting them in at the right time. But they've got to be there on merit as well. Uh, Dundee United do have the ball in the net, but it's ruled out for a foul on Liam Kelly, the goalkeeper. You, you just don't get away with them, no. whether right, rightly or wrongly. <laughs> Goalies are they a protected species? Oh, they, they undoubtedly, are, they are protected. But I think that one was just um, <laughs> beyond borderline. Shall was we say? Right, okay. <laughs> I've got one for you, Charlie Mulgrew. 
You're making light work of this Do you know the good thing is right Is that the Harden? Oh, you must be joking <laughs> We could extend this show Until next Wednesday And I don't think you'll get the last one um, So that's, that's fine good Yeah exactly Big confidence booster Three out of four Right before we do anything else All this week we've been talking about this And I know it's hard to believe But there are things out there More important uh, than football All this week we've been trying to help you Look after your mental well-being As we continue to navigate our way Through this difficult pandemic I think Gary will agree Andy will agree It's, it's pretty tough Last night we had a clip from Chris Doolan Talking about the importance of just doing a, a, a mental health check on yourself Asking for help if you need it I'm delighted to say we're now joined tonight live on the phone um, By former pro, I'm sure many of you will recognise the name Lee Mayer Who's just completed an unbelievable challenge To raise funds for a mental health charity Lee, I'll be honest, I'm pretty tired even looking at this stuff on Twitter So goodness knows how you must be feeling tonight Are you recovered? I am not, I've not recovered much <laughs> To be, to be honest, my body's in absolute bits I'm, um, I'm not surprised, yeah. right So the, the 4 4 48 challenge Just for those who don't know, explain what that is So it's basically You run 4 miles every 4 hours For 48 hours um, I've I, I seen someone do it last week And I thought, oh that'd be good that'd be, No, I never, I never said it'd be good I said that would be very tough But it would be challenging And I thought, I'm going to do it So me being me, I never really prepared much. I gave myself two days and I said, I'm going to go and do it. So that was it. Basically, I seen someone do it and I thought, I'm going to try that. But I totally underestimated how hard it was going to be. I thought it would just be a nice wee saunter. I'd come in after a 45-minute run, go for a sleep for three hours. But it was not like that at all. It was the toughest thing I've ever done in my life. It's so much harder than you thought it was going to be. Oh, it was ridiculous. I, I honestly thought, yeah, for a wee hour run tops, take it nice and easy. But then what I found was I couldn't sleep after the runs. Ah, and then, but before you knew it, I was like, oh my God, I'm back out again in half an hour. And then, so I started off at eight o'clock on Sunday night, and then that was okay. That was the first one, so adrenaline was quite high. And then the next one was at midnight, and then the next one was at four o'clock in the morning. And then after that, it was just eight o'clock, 12 o'clock, four o'clock, eight o'clock, and then midnight again, and then four o'clock again. And then when I got halfway through, I was, I remember it was four, after the four o'clock run, I was, it was about quarter to five. I was sitting in my kitchen crying. I was just so tired I was run down I was like What on earth am I doing here <laughs> Why on earth did I sign up for this Andy Haldy's just shaking his head He's just like He just doesn't doesn't understand yeah, the... For someone that doesn't enjoy Even though it's my job I don't enjoy running too much But Oh that sounds like a, a hell of a challenge Lee Is it Was the last one the most difficult Or, or is it, does it not work like that Does it not Does it get progressively harder Or is there a random one in the middle That, that was actually the toughest I think the two like the, the midnight one on the second day and the 4am just getting up at that time in the morning but luckily I had, I had I've got daft neighbours and some of them ran with me so that was good because my wife ran with me on the 8 o'clock one so halfway through the session halfway through so like for yeah. 24 hours and then she was worried about me she said I was like moving all over the pavement and stuff and falling <laughs> off curbs and that and yeah. so I still had 24 hours to go um, but I think personally it was more a physical thing than a, than a uh, no more a mental thing than a physical thing right. Um, but it was just one of those Once I decided to do it for charity And all the donations started flying in I then couldn't not do it Because mm-hmm. I, I was getting home after runs And I'm, and I was maybe moaning Because I've got blisters on my toes and stuff But then I'm thinking I'm doing this for a charity Where people are actually proper struggling Believe me, a little, a little blister on my big toe Is not a problem So that and the support that I got Got me through it So yeah. um, it was incredible All the neighbours were out in the street There's a little guy who lives just... Uh, in the next street to me His name's Nathan Scobie I'll give him a shout out Because he was incredible He ran one of the runs With me He's 10 years old The place for Queen's Park Under 11s I think it is 
And um, I think it was about my fourth or fifth run, and I was toiling at this point. I was just, Andy will know this at pre-season, you just put your head down and you're just plodding. I was plodding, right? He's running along me like a wee Bambi, and I was laughing, thinking, I wish I had that energy. <laughs> I've not had that energy for about 30 years. But um, Yeah, I mean, yeah. You, you touched on the, the, you know, once the support and stuff and the charity, because I think it's fairly obvious, no one does that for a laugh. Um, so why? I, explain the charity side of it and, and how important um, the work is that you're trying to help out with. Yeah, well, the charity—it's back on side, and it's uh, a girl Libby that I done bits and bobs with her. I went to golf days and stuff when I played football, and then I actually needed her help when one of my friends reached out to me, and I seen on these posts on social media that he was struggling with mental health. So I reached out to Libby. Libby helped him, and we've kept in contact ever since then. And I've always said to Libby, "I'll help you as much as I possibly can when I can." And when I thought I was going to do this thing, I said, "Right, I'm going to do this challenge. It's going to raise a bit of interest because it's crazy." And if I can raise some money, then brilliant. And as I think just before the call, I think we were just short of just short of seven and a half grand. And plus wow. the gift aid on top of that, it's nearly at nine grand. So I would love, with your help, everyone out there tweeting or whatever, to get to ten grand because it is for an amazing cause. The help with mental health. The last twelve years have been tough for every the last twelve months, sorry, has been very, very tough for everyone. And um Libby said herself that they've never been so busy. So Every single pound, every single penny is going to go to an absolute great cause. So uh, every donation is is well appreciated. Brilliant, honestly, that what an incredible effort, Gary Holt. You, you got about a bit in your playing days. Um, what, do you fancy that type of exertion? <laughs> this, this is my question, and, and hats off to Lee. And, and I've and I seen some of it on social media, and it was brilliant. It's, it's one of those things. And Gordon, you're probably the same. Andy's the same. Lee's probably seen it. Seen somebody doing it, going. I can do that <laughs> yeah. I can do that I'm going to have a go at that And then as soon as it starts And like yeah. Lee's saying He's telling it It's like Maybe that wasn't a good yeah. idea So um, No I'm, I'm, I'm up to doing stupid things as well And um, It does seem appealing But I'll, I'll I'll wait and see And see how Lee recovers Before I see attempt if it If his feet ever recover <laughs> If they're ever the same again uh, Lee I think I saw something In social media about You know the end And, and how emotional you were And you know, maybe I think it was your kids and your or your family coming out to support you on the last stretch. Just talk us through that and and what that was like. Well, it was it was one of those that when I found myself crying in my kitchen at five o'clock in the morning, I put it on the Twitter feed, and then someone said it's just because you're shattered and emotions are all over the place. And at that time as well, Libby messaged me from the charity saying, "Leave the money you've raised so far. That's seventy six counselling sessions for people out there." That's when it really hit me that it wasn't about me anymore. It was about doing this for to help as many people as I possibly could. So. See, for like the last maybe three or four runs, my emotions were all over the place. I remember running up the hill, plodding, and then the kids were just standing there, and I run past them crying. I'm even filling up bloody talking about this. It's crazy. But um, but the last one, my wife done it with me, and she dragged me through it. The um, And the little guy that I was telling you about who played the Queen's Park, he lives in the street, and he, his name's Ethan, and he went round, and he knocked all the doors, and he says, look, this guy's doing this for charity. So I was like the queen running running down the road, and all all the neighbours are out there ringing bells, ring, um, clapping, shouting, donating. It was incredible scenes at the end, and then there was big banners and flyers and stuff. So it was incredible what the neighbours came out and done. But without that support, I don't think I would have got through it. I honestly do not think I would have got through all the tweets, all the messages, Instagram posts, and people tagging me on things. The support had been literally incredible. People stopping their cars, bus drivers tooting at me saying, "Keep on going, Merzo." <laughs> Um, I was like, <laughs> I said to the, tag, the bus driver, any chance you can give me a lift up this hill? Because the last, <laughs> the last mile, the last mile was uphill of every run, and it was just a case of head down and just plod. It was funny because one of the runs that we'd done, when my wife was doing it with me, my wife's a bit of a runner now. She's actually, I'm the unfit in the family, which is not good, <laughs> but she, um, 
So she actually started walking and she was walking away from me and I was running. She was walking faster than I was running and it just got to a stage of you just head down and just go on in. It was just a case of get through to the end if I can. We, we are in awe of you in the studio, Andy and Gary. I'm sure you'll agree. Absolutely sensational yeah. effort. Congratulations Remarkable. again. Uh, and hopefully anyone who's listening, get on there. What's the Is there a page or something we can direct people to? There is. There's a, I've set up a GoFunding uh, funding link or whatever it's called. I don't even know how to do this. <laughs> I, I just I said to Libby on Friday, I phoned. I said, Libby, I'm doing this crazy run. How do I set it up? Within 10 minutes mm-hmm. with the link set up And then as I say Four or five days later Nearly at 10 grand So Search for Lee on, on Twitter And there's a, a, a Just given page on there I think we'll get Honestly Lee Superb Great to speak to you um, And go and get a rest Because you've absolutely earned it I appreciate that Thanks for the plug guys Thank you Well done That was well done, Lee Mayer of course uh, You'll recognise him Having played for teams like Aberdeen and St Mirren up here And now he just does Absolutely mental running challenges For charity uh, But seriously It is such an important time and I know we have a bit of fun on this show and people can perhaps be a little bit unkind in a football sense, that's fine. But in the bigger picture, let's all look after each other, please. Remember, it's really important you look after yourself first, given everything that's going on at the moment. If you need any help, please know that you're not alone. There are people out there, groups that can help you to find support. If this is hitting home with you listening, uh, please do visit nhsinform.scot forward slash mind or call NHS 24 on 111. I'm feeling pretty knackered just listening to Lee, can I put it in perspective? Because I like how Gary, you said that we'll all look at that and go, yeah, I could do that. No, I know, I know my limits. I'm looking at that and going, no, I couldn't do that. That's unreal. No, it is. And it, hats off to him. And um, Lee probably is the first to admit he, he, he never prepared for it. He just thought, I've seen it, I'm, I'm going to do it. And that's that's probably a footballer's mentality. We just get up and, hey, let's go. Uh, and then it's not until you're halfway through, as he said, and then it's uh, reality hits him. But no, hats off to him. It's. It is for a great charity And I've seen a, a fair bit of what Libby does On social media and, and the things So um, No my hat, my hat goes off to him uh, We could have a game in our hands at Fir Park Because with 10 minutes to go Dundee United have pulled one back Remember Motherwell 2-0 up And looking pretty comfortable from that first half Goals from Devante Cole and Chris Long But United are back in it with 10 minutes to go I'm sure they'll throw everything at it in the closing stages um, There's an old cliche in there somewhere You footballers um, you footballers will know it um, About the, the 2-0 lead being a, a dangerous one Something, some rubbish like that Because that, the game's flipped in its head now, isn't it? Yeah, it is That uh, one butcher uh, with the header Yeah, Motherwell will be kicking himself Although Devante Cole just had a huge chance Maybe 5-10 minutes ago to make it 3 on the counter-attack And, uh, you know, it was a, certainly a more difficult chance than, than the one he actually scored But Dundee United have came into the game in the second half It's been a lot more competitive And and uh, it's a big goal So it's a big 10 minutes to go At uh, the game at Fir Park uh, Yeah I mean Not great defending From a model perspective Actually was it Ryan Edwards Who got Edwards I think it's Ryan Edwards Rather than, than Callum Butcher So yeah Edwards Just getting away from Mugabe Too easy And a good header Into the back of the net um, We're going to go back to Ibrooks ahead of kick-off I, I don't even need to ask you If you've got this fourth answer oh, no, I, I think I do and you're not, you might not be happy with me But right, I'll leave it in suspense okay. I'll give you some time Just to make sure That you've got it right We'll get the answers To the teaser And back to Ibrooks next Number one For football In Glasgow and the West 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Just a couple of minutes away From kickoff at Ibrooks. Dundee United pulled a goal back It's still 2-1 to Motherwell And there is another massive goal At the bottom Because Ross County have equalised At Hamilton And it's Jordan White The man who's just moved From Motherwell to Ross County His first goal for the club And that shakes things up At the bottom even more So will we get any more late drama at Fir Park or Hamilton stay tuned to find out let's go back 
to Ibrox and we'll build up to kick off Rangers and St Johnston with Andrew McLean. Yeah, the team's out on the Ibrox pitch at the moment. I'll give you a recap of the team news. Two changes for Rangers. The suspended Alfredo Morelos drops out along with Glenn Kamara. In come Hadji and Roof. So Al McGregor starts in goal. The back four, Tavernier, Goldson, Hellander and Barisic. The midfield three, Jack, Davis and Aribo with Hadji and Kent either side of Roof. As for St Johnson, three changes for them. Rooney, Wotherspoon, Melamed and Kane. It's actually four changes for them. Brown, Conway, Bryson and May come in. So it'll be Xander Clark that starts in goal. A back three of Jason Kerr, Liam Gordon and Jamie McCart. The midfield five is James Brown, Murray Davidson, Craig Bryson, Ali McCann and Scott Tanzer. With Craig Conway just in behind Stevie May. It's Murray Davidson standing over the ball and we are just about to get underway at Ibrox. Early, I think not often we get that about to get underway already okay a minute or two early um, right I'll get a wee match prediction i just like to tuck these away so I can slag you if you get them wrong Gary Holt how do you see that one going Rangers St Johnson 3-0 because I don't I don't contrary to what people are saying St Johnson great run good run their winning Saturday away from home was their first in a long time so going to Ibrox and yeah. backing up and I think they're playing well but I think Rangers will Oh, Hamilton Aki's one, Ross County two. Billy Mackay has scored what a three points that could be at the bottom. 1 0 down and a couple of goals in the space of a couple of minutes has flipped this one in its head for Ross County. Score prediction at Ibrox, Andy? I'll go for 2 0 Rangers. 2 0 and 3 0. No one's given St Johnston much of a chance. We will find out and, of course, we will look back on it all tomorrow night. So make sure you join us from six o'clock. Right, your teaser tonight was this, and we're about to speak to Jack in Darlington. Since 1990, four players have played for either Rangers or Celtic whose surname ends in a W. Nicky Law, Alan Gow, Charlie Mulgrew, before the break, he teased us. Halliday said he's got it. He's delighted with himself. Uh, I played against him uh, when I was in the Championship. It was at Queen of the South. Andy Dow? No. Brilliant. Bubble burst. Gary Holt? No, I'm, no. I'm racking my brains here. This one's really tough. Well, I must say though, AJ Johnston... Grant Munn amongst others they've got this and I just I you can do that when you're sitting in the house with Google <laughs> oh, but even, by the way this is so this is so obscure that I think you'd even need to go some <laughs> to, to, to come up with this on Google this is a great effort so well done to those guys yep um, bit of a stoppage and play it for Park and I wonder if Graham Alexander's side will feel hard done by because Nathan McGinley won a header in the box the opposition box seemed to take a kick in the face and um, the referee kind of waved play on and now uh, McGinley off with the the blood pouring from his nose so we'll get another look at that one as United go close let's bring in Jack in Darlington and see what he's got as a Rangers fan 2-0 and 3-0 say the pundits Jack I don't know are you as confident? Yeah, I'm saying 3-0 tonight, mate, 100%. The, the boys look confident out there on the park warming up, you know. I think any, any player on our bench would walk into this team. Mm. Uh, yeah, I don't see them really giving us much of a challenge. I should walk it. It should be an easy one. Yeah, see, there was a time where I would maybe kind of poke fun at people who are being so confident, Jack, and, and try and test that. But given the run that Rangers have been on at Ibrox, I, I can't build much of a case. But you never know. Strange things happen in football. And I'll phone you back tomorrow if it, if it goes pear-shaped. What else are you thinking round about your, your team at the moment then? Uh, well, the main reason I've called up today really is uh, just to discuss Cottage. I've not really heard any anything sort of mentioned but, uh, about it. Or no articles or anything. But uh, Stephen Gerrard sort of said the other day that he's, he's out for the rest of the season. Um I just want to see kind of what are your opinions on that? That sounds like it could be a re- like obviously we know it's a serious injury. He's been out for a long time, but it sounds like it could be a career ender. It could be that bad. And for me personally, that's really not something I want to see happen to any player, let alone you know a Rangers player. 
Yeah, Jack. I don't think I don't think it's a I don't think it's a career ender. I think that uh, I think there's actually been a couple of scenarios over the last couple of weeks where he's he's had a couple of sessions on the grass and it's just sort of building that strength back up in the knees. Done a lot of gym work over over a long period of time. Now it is a obviously it is a you know a a, 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 a horrific injury. Sorry, but it's it's certainly one that he can come back from. And yeah, he showed a lot of potential since since he's been at the club. I fully expected that I played a. You know, a lot of games this season. He was certainly, you know, big in Steven Gerrard's plans, but I, I don't see it being a big issue for him to come back. Uh, that's that's really good news, man. That's what I kind of wanted to hear, you know, because just I've heard nothing sort of mentioned about it. But going like, you know, adding like an extra four or five months on it with injury, it's got to be a bad setback for the lad. Uh, he, I think personally, he looks our most solid centre half, like him and Goltz in that partnership. I mean, you can't say you can't knock either of the other two, Balogun or Hollander this season. Uh, they're both been brilliant, but. I think Katic is the one with the most potential out of the three um, to, to goal places. Assuming he's fully fit and flying, right? And we don't know, really know what Jack Simpson's going to bring. Because is Jack Simpson twenty four? Did I read that? And you know, he's actually not played a lot of football, so he, yeah. you know, will maybe um, remains to be seen exactly what what Rangers get from him. If everybody's fit and, and flying, what what is Rangers best to? Um, I'm still a big fan of Philip Hollander. I think that uh, you know, positionally, I think he's excellent. What he lacks in pace, he, he certainly makes up with. His football and brain, and I think that he's he's played a number of big games this season. But I think Leon Balogun for me has been a big surprise this year. I think that you know there's no doubt that that Rangers brought him brought him in off off the back of uh, Nico Katic's uh, injury. And I think any time that he's played this year, he's done extremely well. He's um, I think what is he 30, 32, 33 So certainly you know towards the end of, end of his career, but still looks as if he, he can shift. He's got a bit of pace mm. about him. I think any time that he's been called upon, he's he's done extremely well. And I think that's why you know, the club have looked to extend his stay. But are certainly not struggling for choice at centre half, but for me, I think Connor Golson's came into his own this year. I think he's been one of the standouts for me. Uh, you know, there's a reason Steven Gerrard picks him to play every single game, no matter who it's mm. against. But yeah, if yeah he'll, he'll, it, he'll be in everyone's yeah. two, won't he? Yeah, and I think for me personally, I think Philip Palander the other one. But no matter who plays, no, yeah, they've been doing the job. Gary, any difference? Um, I like the boy Katic. I liked yeah. him last year. I thought um, imposing. Uh, aggressive in both boxes and I, I do agree with Andy I think uh, Connor's certainly this season has, has come to the fore since he, he's got that experience of playing behind him now he knows his, his job he knows his role and I think he's he's a stick on but um, I did wonder how they would miss or replace Cattage um, and to be fair the boys that have came in have, have done a, a phenomenal job but I still like the big boy Cattage I, th- I just think what he, his impressiveness his size what he, his stature in both boxes he's, he has a, a, a right good goal threat Right Jack thank you for speaking to us tonight that was Jack in Darlington we'll leave it there are we going to get any late drama at either Fir Park or in Hamilton um, Hamilton remember are now 2-1 down at home to Ross County and Motherwell 2-1 um, but nervy five minutes to be added on there um, at Fir Park we'll keep you up to speed on anything that happens in the opening exchanges at Ibrooks as well uh, what about the other games last night the one closest to here Paisley Hibbs winning in the end but of course St Mirren difficult even down to 10 men old teammate of yours Jack Anik Andy yeah red card any um, complaints no I don't think so <laughs> I don't think so it's uh, surprising as well he's not not really a, a type of character like that, but he's um you know, he's done extremely well for Super in this year. Uh I think they missed him when he obviously missed a few games with uh with a goalie if you're the if you're the midfielder who gives him that ball, d- does the goalie then slaughter you at half time because oh, you're 100% yeah. because they're goalies they slaughter you forever. Slaughter everybody. So, um, but he's 
you know, I've met some daft goalies in my time. I don't think he's one of them. Well, I was going to say he came on here um, ahead of the semi-final and spoke brilliant. Not not to say that goalies can't speak brilliantly, but I don't know. I just he was he was really good. Really enjoyed these. Oh, yes, he's he's a he's a good person. He's someone that's done extremely well. I think for someone uh, submitting this year, he was you know he had a quiet afternoon at Parkhead, but you know anything he was asked to do, uh, he done well. But you know, submitting have they've made strides this year as well. I think they've improved. Uh, but you know, Hibs ultimately just showed their quality last night. I think he's been their best player this season. Yeah, he's been good, hasn't he? I think he's been a phenomenal signer. But I think Jim's went about restructuring his team excellent in the summer there. Uh, I've talked about it openly. Um, I think what he's, he's brought in and Jack certainly added that steal because it was it was big shoes to fill with Ladke moving on. Yeah, he yeah because uh, he was good for them. But I think uh, Jack Anik has has been their their best player. The combination of those two results then Hibs winning and Aberdeen losing to to Livingston, it's a result which moves Hibs back into third and. I kind of feel like the the results versus the perception of those two teams is interesting because Aberdeen fans are holding banners, Derek out, uh, you know, and then on the other side, Hibs have had their two disappointing cup incidents, as Andy Halliday well knows, and I've had a lot of criticism for them. One one of them's going to finish third, and who's it going to be? Who, who would you who would your money be on at the moment? Um, I don't actually know, Gordon, to be honest, but I think it's the fact that there's so many games in such a short space of time at the moment. I think it's just going to chop and change. I just um, yeah. until the split happens, um, you'll not get a clear picture. I think at one week it could be Aberdeen up there, then Hibs will come back again. I just think there's too many games that they're both not had that run of consistency that they're both looking for um, at this time, and that's I think that's going to be massive. However, goes in a wee run. Uh, right, let's quickly squeeze in a full time report from Fir Park. It's just finished there. Motherwell Dundee United. Here's Alison Conroy. Yeah, full time at Fir Park, Motherwell 2, Dundee United 1. Motherwell end up holding on at the end to take all three points. They took the lead in the 23rd minute. Devante Cole, a scrappy ball goal, bundling it over the line from Barry Maguire's corner. Chris Long then made it 2-0 five minutes later, firing in from 20 yards. Into the second half and Tony Watt came close to making it three. Benjamin Sinkeries getting down to push away his effort. Chris Long then had a shot just past the far post before Devante Cole should have scored one-on-one with the United keeper and he hit the ball straight at him. Dundee United then had the ball in the net but it was ruled out for a foul on Liam Kelly. Then it was a great save by Kelly turning a shot pass but it was 2-1. Just a minute later Ryan Edwards heading in from the resultant corner. Then Liam Kelly late on. On another great save denying Adrian Sporrell an equaliser. So it is back-to-back wins for Motherwell full-time at Fir Park. Motherwell 2, Dundee United 1. How big a result might that turn out to be, Gary Holt? Well, it's massive. Um, it's very tight now at the bottom and we're obviously waiting for the, oh, I think the other results through for you, Gordon. Yeah, it's done. Hamilton Aki's 1, Ross County 2. So, um, good night for Ross County and Motherwell down there. Yeah, it's, and it's just made it really tight. Obviously, Hamilton not getting the points means there's a slight gap at the moment f- for them to make up. Um, but I think 11th, 10th, 9th, I think there's a point between them all now. So it's uh, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, because most people, you guys included, would have St. Johnson to not win tonight at Ibrox or probably to lose the game. So really from from Ross County in 11th up to St. Up to St. Mirren in 6th, there's only 6 points. Um, the Ackies... Four points behind Ross County now, but two games in hand. So, going to take a while to settle down. Right, before we get any further, well, there's not much further to go because we're nearly done 
On this teaser And just your nightly reminder If you think that you've got a good question That you want to use on the show Or you can come up with something Full time At Clyde1.com Since 1990 Four players have played for Rangers or Celtic Whose surname ends in a W Nicky Law Alan Gow And Charlie Mulgrew The guys have got so far I told you the last one was brutal Andy Dow's about as close as you've got A couple though A couple on Twitter have managed it Anything? No Struggling I'll no, no, we'll try to be we'll try to be good. I'm not using my phone, I've no looked at nothing. I, I don't think you'd get this with Google. I seriously <laughs> don't. I don't really see how it would help you. You'd need to scroll through a list. Andy, I was I'm looking in your direction. I just wonder, obscure early nineties. I mean, you're you're born early nineties, so mm-hmm. I don't know. AJ Johnson says, I was at the Harps game, he played at Ibrox, he won a penalty which McCoist missed. He was from Northern Ireland. It's it's a proper like you need to know your stuff. And again, maybe yeah, before your time. I'll just put you out of your misery. Aye. I'll do the initials, right? That's what Hugh Keevans oh, does. Brilliant. That he, would help. He, he doesn't Hugh doesn't care about the football clues, he just says it it's in a W and his initials are J M. See if you've not even heard of this guy, that, that tells you. Because you're pretty good with your Rangers knowledge. John Morrow. No. Oh yeah, I remember him. Yeah? Did I remember him. Well there we go. Just oh, Right, thank you very much, Gary Holt and Andy Halliday. We'll hopefully speak to both of you soon. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for all your calls and tweets. Another big night of football. Big wins for Motherwell and Ross County. What will we get at Ibrooks? Find out tomorrow. We will look back on it all and then we're straight back into previewing the weekend's action as well. Never a dull day. Back then, we'll speak to you at six o'clock tomorrow. Callum Gallagher's up next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. For an unpredictable world, talk to Thompson's.com.